Since the dawn of time, man has searched far and wide for the best things on TV. What to watch. How to watch. Who's watching what. Free to wear this. VPN that. Plug in and listen to what other people think about what you are and are not watching. It's Mogs TV Talk, the podcast, with your host, Steve Mock. Welcome to Mogs TV Talk, the podcast, where we take a loving, longing look at TV and tell you this week, it's the very special 2015 Primetime Emmy Awards episode of the podcast, featuring the shoutiest man no longer on TV. Welcome, Mark Humphreys. Mmm, hello, Steve. Thank you very much. Mate, it's always great to have you here. It's great to speak with you as normal. Now, Mark, you, like me, a student of television, sat down uh, and enjoyed the uh, 67th Primetime Emmy Awards. Let's cut straight to the chase. How did Andy Samberg go as host in his first outing? I think he did pretty well. Uh, I, I really quite enjoyed him. I I found that uh, I was laughing a lot of his at a lot of his stuff, even if the audience weren't. Hmm, um, yes. So, so that was my general feeling, is that there seemed to be stuff that was maybe too, I don't know if it was too niche uh, in terms of the audience he was appealing to, but a lot of it was appealing to me. That said, there was stuff that went over my head, and I just kind of went, no, oh, that's, that's all right. But um, what I would say to his credit, in terms of some of those jokes that didn't necessarily land with the audience, he didn't seem too phased by it. I think he handled himself very, very well. Whereas I think when Neil Patrick Harris hosted the Oscars mm. and had a similar problem where jokes were not landing, I, I, think, I, I think you could see Neil Patrick Harris panic slightly. Yes. Um, but I never got the sense that Andy Samberg was overly concerned if the whole audience didn't get the joke. Because, I mean, there was one line there which I thought was really underappreciated. But maybe it's just because there's not mics in the audience trying to pick up the crowd response. But it seemed like a muted response. I think there was a line, something to the effect of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be uh, uh, presenting, he's going to be the host of uh, the Celebrity, Celebrity Apprentice. Celebrity Apprentice, yep. Yeah. But really, uh, he should be the host of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> and I thought, that's fucking great. Yes. He was in the movie Predator. He yes. was hunting predators. And it was just like, I, I don't know, like, do people in the audience, do you not watch movies? Are you? <laughs> I think that people went to the other extreme with the, the, the perhaps, yeah, the implication that maybe some of Arnold's sexual relationships weren't appropriate. Oh dear me! Well, I, uh, that's 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 Hollywood smut for you. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, so I, was, I so I think Sandberg did pretty well. I'm not, I, and I'm certainly not a Sandberg fan. I've enjoyed some of the Lonely Island stuff. Mm. I never really was blown away away by him on SNL, but I thought he made a really really quite a quite a good host. And um, yeah, I just was a little disappointed that the audience didn't seem fully behind him a lot of the time. What was your take? The the big opening musical number I thought was excellent. It had the, the prerequisite number of, you know, stars, cameos spread throughout it, and that made for mm. a lot of fun. I like the premise that there is now too much TV that's good that mm. we want to watch uh, and, and handled deftly, you know. The overriding factor for mine was that, honestly, I think we saw the Emmys hosted by a 10-year-old and I loved it. <laughs> but you're right about that opening number. I think that really, because um, that I think that that articulated through song mm. something that a lot of us have been feeling, which is how do we keep up with the? Because it's so fractured, and everyone's very yeah. Like like for every person that's a huge Game of Thrones fan, there's someone who's a you know scandal fan or what have you, and just like it's impossible to be across everything. And so I think that that song articulated that perfectly. Yes, so I think that song really articulated the way that a lot of us feel about television today. Um, five stars. <laughs> thanks, thanks, David. Uh, <laughs> there were a number – like this is always the, the problem, right? The monologue I thought was fun, as you said already. We didn't hear lots of raucous laughter from the crowd, but my experience has always been that the mics on the crowd – like it's a big room. And mm, it's, oh, massive. If, if you've got lots of people laughing, lot if the whole crowd is laughing and applauding, you'll hear it. If mm. you know it's sort of a, a genial, yeah, we like this guy. This is pretty funny. Not a big belly laugh. Yeah, it's going to sound like there's about six people laughing. Mm. So yeah. that's tough. And he look the the killer for me. Andy Samberg has this great cheesy grin mm. that 
was his default position. If he felt like it wasn't working or he didn't get the response he wanted, big smile, hold it for a beat and move on. Yeah. yeah. And that underscored half the jokes sometimes anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I think that can kind of carry a joke across the line. And just that he wouldn't back down. It's not like he kind of go, sorry, or anything like that. It was always just like, no, that was yep. a joke. That you was a joke. It. that says more about you than it does about me. <laughs> it's exactly um, right. So, yeah, I mean, there was, a, I don't want to just repeat jokes, but so people should watch. But yes. the thing he did about Houdini, um, uh, just a great visual gag yes. about Adrian Brody being nominated for Houdini. Um I don't know how to explain. I won't explain jokes. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. I thought that there were some there were some great moments. I mean, in the monologue, he had the um, you know suck at books gag, which uh, absolutely should have been a trending hashtag out out of the well, show. I'm going to disagree with you there, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my least favorite joke, but that's okay. We're allowed to disagree. <laughs> yeah, look, and if that's where we disagree, and that was your least favorite joke, there were some other great ones, you know, that also come out of that. Um, clearly, a prearranged gag slash promo with HBO, where he gave uh, published yes. on screen uh, his air quotes a prearranged uh, HBO now login and password, which uh, I have had authenticated. Worked, in fact, worked so well that HBO's servers were flooded with people trying to log in as Andy Samberg, and they had to generate a couple of others to allow people to log in as well. Amazing. So, what what do they get to do now? They get a, a free month or something? Or yeah, the whole premise was to hook people into the fact that they're offering thirty days free trial um, yeah. to HBO now. What better mm. way to do it than have that happen and have people go, "Oh, here it is. You can check it out for thirty days." And then, but who? If, yes. No, sorry, but who was the broadcaster of the Emmys in Fox. the States? Right. Were they okay with this? I don't know if they had a choice. Okay. Yeah. No, it just seemed, just seemed interesting. Um, yeah, this, uh, it just feels like it's at cross purposes, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, look, it, it played out really well. HBO walked away with a metric ton uh, of nominations. I think mm. nearly 100 across all of their shows. There's a huge number of nominations when you include the technical Emmys and the rest. Uh, and they've come away uh, with, from the actual primetime Emmys with uh, Game of Thrones winning four, Veep won three, Olive Kitteridge won six. Mm. Uh, they absolutely uh, just took, a, took I think, the rest of the, the shows and networks to task. I think the biggest surprise for mine was, uh, well, it was great seeing Peter Dinklage be I think legitimately surprised at winning yes, uh, best yes. supporting actor and his deference to the others in the category, particularly Jonathan Banks for Better Call Saul, oh, yeah. which outs him obviously as a Breaking Bad fan. Excellent, <laughs> he just went up another notch in my already high book. Uh, but the, then Game of Thrones won best drama. Hmm. Yeah, it was interesting if you compare Dinklage's um, speech to uh, John Hams, yes. where Dinklage seemed genuinely surprised, whereas. John Hamm tried to act surprised mm. and didn't ca- didn't carry it for me. I think, um, you know, oh, the terrible mistake has happened. Shut up. Everyone loves you. Just take it. Just be happy. That's right. You've been nominated yeah. eight times, seven times for this. Yeah. Of course, this is the last chance you get to win as Don Draper. Just have a Manhattan and go hard. What's your feeling about those sorts of awards, Ray Mark style awards, you yes. know, of – if you know, I think you know what I mean there. Just we're sort of, yes, we love you, and this is the last time we'll get a chance to do it. Or like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Yeah, yeah. well done on the whole trilogy. Here's an award for the third <laughs> one. What's your general feeling about that kind of thing? I think of late, the last sort of few years, there has been a real romanticism, particularly mm. within in the Academy for Television Arts and Sciences, uh, to final seasons getting some acknowledgement or a nod um, in, in that context. So we saw it happen particularly with Breaking Bad. Um, We've now seen it happen to a degree with Mad Men. Um, The show had won Best Drama before, I think. I'm probably going to be very wrong. But certainly John Hamm had not won for Don Draper after being nominated, I think, every year. Hmm. Um, A part of me says, the romantic part of me says that makes sense. I like it, you know, particularly if the show's great. If it was crap, don't, don't do it. Mm. Um, but given that so you're, you're saying Ray Marsh shouldn't have got that award, is that what you're saying? You're saying you shouldn't hmm. have got the Logie? Is that what you're saying? Controversial, yes. Um, <laughs> though I think that this final season of Mad Men, this season seven, 
was some of you know Matthew Weiner's sharpest writing, sharpest work. It, it made sense that it should have got some awards. Christina Hendricks missed out. She was in a really tough field. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was an abomination that Alison Janney <laughs> won for Mom. Yeah, I like, was holy uh, shit. I was people. ready for Kate McKinnon uh, personally, but um, has anybody seen that show? Really, <laughs> it's appalling. Because it, it's just a chuck. I mean, look, it, it may. I, I shouldn't be so dismissive, but uh, you know, I have a certain amount of skepticism about Chuck Lorre style shows. I don't know how good a performance you good of performance you can give in those sorts of programs but there are easily four other ladies in that supporting actress in a comedy series that should have won just based on their shows being better than mom now that's not to say Alison <laughs> didn't deserve it she was also nominated for supporting actress in a drama mm. um or a guest actress in a drama it could have been i'm not sure I she think, could have I picked up one for um, of sex i think it was yeah so uh, who look who knows all i know is that that, that for mine was a a, a massive um, surprise slash controversial call. Bill Murray wins for his role in Olive Kitteridge, which I thought was nice. Add another one to his Saturday Night Live Emmy up on the shelf. It's a nice bit of history there. I didn't know that. Um, the I like when the people got up and they give them a little bit of a bio, but it was a weird. Like it was, it was usually things like uh, this is uh, Amy Poehler's twentieth uh, nomination and. You know, whatever first win or what have you, um, but then with like Peter Dinklage, it was like this is his um, what was it like this is his second win for Game of Thrones, and uh, he grew up in uh, Long Island, New Jersey. <laughs> like, uh, okay, um, is that all right? Okay, thanks for that. I don't I know. Hope Long, that Island. Long Island, New Jersey, is it in New York? I don't know. I didn't know that thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't fact check me on that, but you get the gist. Of yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. Of bullshit. I hope that the people actually get to submit that you know, small scented statement that is then <laughs> yeah. read out for them. Because you know that the best thing would be that if, you know, Amy Poehler and it would be, um, you know, Amy Poehler is you know, like, you know, long walks on the beach and, and pina coladas mm. and just, it would just be wacky. But mm. I think that, yeah, when fair enough to read sort of a bit of a bio of their work. That makes sense. But yeah, when it's just a short grab and then uh, he hails from such and such and likes algae. Hey, it's not like he's like a game show contestant. I don't know why that's important to give that <gasps> Could background. Could you imagine if they ran down the aisles as if it was The Price is Right? <laughs> I, I think that would make great television. I, uh, I'm i all for that. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? I, that would I, you be know a what, great gag. You know what I think was – you know, that said, something which kind of bothered me a little bit was that I feel that they uh, – because everyone takes themselves terribly seriously when they mm. receive the awards, and there's a lot of tears and a lot of emotion. So it clearly does mean things yes. to, to people. But I felt that some of the presentation was a little cavalier. In, in so what I mean by that is like Jimmy Kimmel uh, with his long drawn out thing where he cuts out the name of the winner from the card and then eats it, mm. uh, and then says, "Oh, I can't remember who won." Oh, well, let's just say Jeffrey Tambor. Completely sucks any kind of uh, emotional or, or meaning out of that presentation and, and, and just kind of, I think really just took the wind out of it. And I, I think that's, I think that's poor. I think it's really poor. Mm. And so I think there's a little bit of that with pre- presenters making it more about themselves and not <clears throat> the people that they were supposed to be honoring. And I don't understand why, sorry, I'm just going to go on a little rant here. Please. I don't, I don't understand why the people who win get told, oh, wrap it up. Someone tell that to the bloody presenters, please. Mm. I mean, the amount of <laughs> the amount of faffing about and just wasting time with pointless banter that goes nowhere. Like this should be just like, can we just you know, no, 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 no? Can we just you know, can we just play them off so they go, oh, sorry, oh, the winner is Jeffrey Tambor. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, poor, poor. I, I agree. I think that the thing that always struggles in these kinds of awards shows is the confected uh, camaraderie between presenters. So, I mean, some yeah. of it is legitimate and it works very well. We've seen it very successfully with, uh, I think, was it Kristen Wiig Kristen and Will Wiig Ferrell? Kristen Will Ferrell, absolutely. T- yeah. uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. You know, we've seen some real classic pairings come together. We've also seen some horrors and there is always, always at least one Every year, and this year it was Terence Howard, and I, I can't oh, yes. remember the Taraji lady's name. P. Henson, I think it was. That was just like they, they were stumbling over words. You know, if Ter- Terence Howard said at one point, you know, it's about you know the feelings they make you have in your mind, and I went, 
<laughs> if he'd left it at that, it would have been perfection. But then he actually corrected it and went, oh, no, in your, in your heart or whatever he said. It's like, uh, mm, it, guys. Yeah. I think he said something like put, putting the – like they put words in your mind. And oh, like, yes. oh ma- mouth. Sorry, I should have said mouth. Yes, like, don't. You, you, no, the correct answer is you shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, um, just say the nominations are. Yeah, yeah. I think the people who do it better are usually the ones that do it by themselves. People like Tina Fey, Ricky Gervais, just where they can kind of control it. They don't have. They're not bouncing off someone and waiting for someone else to, you know, return the the banter with a thud. I think if you've got a solid double act, you can get away with it. But I agree. Those single presenters and, – and I hear you on the Kimmel um, gag. It mm. was stretched out. It did – I think if he was presenting that ahead of a comedy award, it mm. would have been um, possibly – it would have been a little more tempered, a little better. Uh, well, that it was, it was, but it was comedy. It was because it was, it was transparent because tra- Tambor's performance was best true, actor yeah. in comedy. The catch was that then Jeffrey Tambor did not do anything hilarious in his no, speech. It was no, very absolutely. serious and understandably he, mm. he dedicated his Emmy win to uh, to the transgender community and, and, and thanked them for allowing him and, and the show to be a part of the change as he placed it, uh, mm. which I thought was very touching. He was extremely graceful uh, and very measured as he, he is. Um, mm. Guys, if you haven't seen Transparent, jump onto Stan and watch that. It is a great show. There were some, um, there were some quite good speeches uh, today. I thought Uzo uh, Aduba's mm. um, uh, speech for Orange Is New Black was really that kind of that, that got me, got me with the uh, the love in the um, feels. Yeah, that's it. So I'm a little for clump. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, <laughs> So that was lovely. And also the writer of Olive Kittredge I quite mm-hmm. liked. And also Frances McDormand because she just got it done. She was yep. very brief, just didn't, again, didn't faff about. Um, and I really respected that. So, uh, yeah, no, some quite some quite good speeches. And, uh, and yeah, I think only one thanking God uh, this year. So only one win for God this year, but uh, a few more nominations under his belt, I think. God needs to try a bit harder next year. Yeah, <laughs> slagging off. It was, um, I think, an opportunity, maybe not so much controversial in America, but certainly controversial in Australia. Again, there was a, a very funny moment where they had uh, Fred Savage um, mm. from TV's Wonder Years Kids uh, came <laughs> out to present what we thought was going to be the In Memoriam segment. And as it turned out, it was an in-memoriam segment for the shows that had passed during the year. I was surprised by how many spoilers was in that were in that. Uh, I know. Yeah, because I have not finished a few of those shows, and so I was sort of slightly alarmed to see that they would show oh. the final scenes of, of at least half a dozen shows. Bottom line, Nurse Jackie, the finale hasn't aired in Australia. Right. God. So there you go. Fred Savage ruined our... Uh, Ruined our lives, um, but no, it was nice to see him. Not I, that, for the that first was, time. No, uh, that, I think it's only in memoriam thing. I thought it was interesting. They, you notice the bottom of the screen? They would give you um, little uh, updates of. It would say things like, uh, "In twelve minutes, uh, Viola Davis will be presenting." Oh, yes. It's like oh, that's very specific. And then there was one I wrote it down, which was, "Stay tuned for the in memoriam in six minutes." And it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I will because it's my favorite part of the show. Stay but, tuned for uh, the death march. Yeah, but there was something. There was something kind of morbid. It, it wasn't as bad as that year where it was like, you know, fun fact: Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's disease or whatever. The <laughs> name was. Um, but uh, still, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was an odd choice. I loved the music. Yes, I thought uh, one thing, which uh, I, like at one point they had the Ghostbusters theme, and I thought this is weird because it's the TV <gasps> awards. But then they went into the um, orchestra, and there's Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters himself, uh, performing. So, so I thought that was very nice. Uh, it sounded great. I wish they, I wish they didn't go to ad breaks because the music, you know, had September by Earth, Wind and Fire, and uh, Fred Savage came out to Rosanna by Toto. I was mm. loving that. So great. And and a sign, I think, that we look back at those songs now and they're considered classic enough to meet the requirement, you know, to be play on music at the Emmys. You know, usually we have stirring stringed moments or, you know, Mm. big orchestral movements, and we still did, and that was great. But let's have some more Toto, please. (laughs) Thank you. That will always get my vote. Oh, could we have someone walk out to Africa? Mm. Uh, (laughs) Ironically, it would have to be a white person. Indeed, indeed. That's uh, that's the that's the landscape. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, what else was there? So yeah, what do you think? What do you think of uh, Ricky Gervais's um, uh, bit? Look, I really liked it, but I like Ricky Gervais in that unhinged uh, awards mm. show, self-deprecating. You know, you guys thought you were rid of me. Here I am. I'm back again. They keep asking me, so I'll keep doing it. it kind of approach. I think that's always fun. Yeah, I think he and Tina Fey both did well to subvert the traditional kind of um, the expectations of someone presenting. So for him to make it all about that ultimately, as long as there's an image of him holding an Emmy, that's as good as a win. Um, And then for Tina Fey to do the thing where she lists off different character types mm-hmm. and then reveal that she just made those up, I think that, that, that's that's great. That's why I love people like a Martin A very Short, small who, doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, I love people like Martin Short who uh, can, uh, are sim- they simultaneously are showbiz and yes. subvert showbiz at the same time. I um, would die in my pants if Bill Murray was to attend and present because <sighs> – I know he has an aversion to all these sorts of things, and that's part mm. of the mystique that is Bill Murray. He wasn't there to accept his award tonight. Mm. Uh, but goodness gracious me, who doesn't want to see modern-day bearded Bill Murray, the same guy that we saw on Letterman, uh, the second, last, and final nights, who doesn't want to see him be on there and just do something off the hook? Well, did you see him in the um, 40th anniversary of Saturday Night Live? Yes, uh, where he was just brilliant, just performing in inverted commas, the love theme from Jaws. <laughs> uh, and that, if you haven't seen that, please look that up. Someone's filmed it off their TV to avoid a, a lawsuit from NBC, I think. But um, It's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, of, of course, always, always need more um, uh, Bill Murray. I enjoyed that uh, just random cutaways into the audience. Of course, there's now the, the, almost the prerequisite gags where Andy Samberg is, is or the host is, have, have got set up gags with people in the audience. You mentioned the, the Houdini, Adrian Brody one. Uh, you mentioned, um, uh, sorry, you mentioned that one. There's also, uh, there was a few others where he was talking about, and I think he throws to Amy Schumer, or was it Amy Poehler? I apologize if I've confused the two. And there's a glaring match between them. Amy Poehler, yeah. And uh, should, and then mm. cuts back to and we'll move on now. Like it's just great. Yeah, yeah. And she was very funny in the category she was nominated for, where uh, you know wearing a hoodie and, and sunglasses. Yes, um, the so whole that was nice. Then. Yeah, well, that was nice to see comedy pop up in places that you weren't expecting it, which is like in the moment as you're waiting to find out who's won. Like that's not where you traditionally see comedy appear, and so that was quite nice to see that yes. sort of stuff happen. Oh, having um, Amy Poehler and Amy Schumer present <coughs> together was wonderful. That was a great mm. moment. They again, a great example, Mark, where you've got two professionals who can bounce off each other and roll with the punches, and mm. acknowledge that what that the words that are scrolling on that camera screen right now. Yeah, they're not happening as much as you think they are. Mm. Um, but the, then, yes, after the hoodie and glasses thing happened, she's wearing a rocking dress. She's just sitting there in the audience, hoodie and glasses on. That was that was Amy Poehler for the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the Seth Meyers mug bit? Uh, I'm not a fan of Seth Meyers. Can I say that out loud? Um, so I felt that that moment was as contrived as it looked. Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, it felt a bit long, and it just. Did, I think a lot of the problem with the, that sort of bantery stuff is that it just doesn't go anywhere. There's no sort of. It kind of just peters out. Yes. It sort of, and then and then awkwardly transitions to, well, the nominees for the, and then it just, you know, and so that's. Mm, I think that's yes. what kind of happened there, and also I think because I, I kept thinking, oh, is are they actually giving? Is there going to be some special thing for Lorne Michaels? Because you know when they mentioned that yeah. something like forty nominees that night had worked for Lorne Michaels at mm. some stage. It was like, oh, right, yeah, they're going to do a special thing. And yeah. then it was just sort of like, no, we've just got this mug that says world's best boss and, and we're going to pretend it's not even for him anyway. I'm like, oh, okay. But a passing um, moment in the middle of that was that, you know, they'd lift off the uh, the cloche to reveal the cup. <laughs> the cloche. Too much <laughs> MasterChef for you, dude. <laughs> Too much MasterChef. But then so Seth is delivering part of the gag to camera. Andy Samberg can't help help himself. He just starts spinning the thing that it's on to make the cup go round. Yeah. And it's it's like this is what I mean. He was spinning it maybe once would have been part of the bit, but for him to just keep spinning it was Mm. like, yeah, dude, you are a 10-year-old in a man's body and I am just absolutely in tune with what is happening right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what else he – because I I don't know. Has he hosted other things before? Has he done like 
I don't know, MTV Awards or Teen Choice or something. I, I, I've not seen him host anything before. I think I'd be quite happy to see him do something again. Um, yeah, I'd be very pleased if he got another nod. Yeah. And, and look, given that you'd have to say tonight was not safe by any stretch, but very clean, they hmm. more than got away with uh, there's with the Emmys. There was no big controversies, no big upsets from a, a writing presenter point of view. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that it would be very likely he gets tapped mm. on the shoulder for, for next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I quite liked how they made an effort, maybe they overdid it, but to in terms of like incorporating – um, all the sort of official people that, that they needed to introduce, yes. like the, the you know the non-famous ones. I mean, James Corden came yes. out and did a bit. It's sli- probably slightly too long for my liking, but uh, but then having to bring out I can't remember the, what his title was, but his first name was Bruce, and uh, you know Andy Samberg introducing him as the boss, and then he and, <laughs> yeah. the, and he comes and it's just some guy you know Bruce I don't know Stevens or what have you, and then yeah as he walks on they're playing Born to Run. I mean yep. I love that kind of <laughs> I, I love the commitment to that idea. I, that all of that and now in, including the Fred Savage songs and all of those sorts of the song he came on to suggests very clearly to me that Andy and the writers went you know what let's we want to involve ourselves in all of this. Let's throw that's some song true. suggestions to play-ons that then underscore the jokes. Yeah. That, you know, they can't just point. go, oh, the, the conductor of the orchestra, oh, great. Oh, wow, they called him the boss. Let's play Born to Run. There's got to be some preparation for that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. No, that's a really good point. Yeah, no, that, 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 yeah. It just, I think, and it just, yeah, it just made the whole thing a lot more fun. I think that I really, it's the first time I've really been conscious of the music uh, at an awards show and thought, oh, yeah, I think they've really made some some great choices here. Um yeah, five stars. I, I, <laughs> uh, and I give it three and a half. Uh, I, I was re- I really liked James Corden. I've, I've been watching a bit of James Corden at night. He's on 11 people if you want to check him out there. Um, he's doing basically after uh, Stephen Colbert, um, whenever that is. So ine- inevitably 12.30, 1am sometimes, um, yeah. both in America and here. But – I thought that the yes, it was a bit long, but I think that build up, that energy that he gave it, the over the topness of yeah, yeah, let's let's introduce these people. They work out all, and it was the accountants from Erst and Young that make sure that all of the numbers, like representing the business, that do all of the accounting around the votes, and mm. they got a standing ovation for it. I yeah, think that's that tick. Nice. That's a win. Yeah. No, that Otherwise, was, that, it's that was polite cool. applause to us to a shot of them standing side of stage. Yes, yes, completely. Now, here's something that I don't think anyone will, else will uh, draw attention to, mm-hmm. which is I felt very bad for a man whose name is Tim Van Patten. Uh, now, he was nominated for uh, directing for a drama series for Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. He, he did not win that. The very next thing after his category was uh, the In Memoriam section mm-hmm. in which – Dick Van Patten, his half-brother, was one of the dead people. I just mm. thought that was a bad night. Not only have you lost, here's a reminder of something else you lost. Mm. Uh, a bad night for Tim Van Patten, sending in my best thoughts. Yes. Well, look, it can't all be roses, but certainly I think Tim Van Patten maybe got away with it. Um, <laughs> it is uh, – it's tough. Where do, you, where do you squeeze that in? I mean, the timing, difficult – um, I thought I don't oh. think anyone was thinking it through as much as I have, so I think I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it slide. <laughs> I would like to be outraged just for a moment. This is my annual outrage <laughs> at every awards segment, every awards ceremony that takes place. Mark, when there is a legitimate in memoriam segment, mm. it's not a personality contest. It's not how popular that person was. It's not how much you liked them. These people were very clearly loved by at least their family, if not some broader part of the entertainment community. That's why they're being featured in the In Memoriam segment. Shut the fuck up with the applause. Yeah, absolutely. I don't there know what There was a smattering happened. of it a couple of times, nothing huge, which I thought was great. We have seen at the Oscars where there's almost a standing ovation that someone's dead, um, and that makes me question, are you pleased that they're dead or are you applauding their career? Which is it? <laughs> because right now it looks like you're being complete bitches. Well, I think this is what Zuckerberg is going for with the whole dislike button, you know, because you don't want – when you say – you know, bad news, everyone, like my mm. husband and I have decided to separate. You don't like, want to be the one hitting the like button, yeah. Certainly not the first person. I always hold <laughs> off on that. If other yeah. people have liked bad news, I will go, oh, they will understand the empathetic nature of us liking what you're saying in that we are 
associating with it. We are recognizing you're in pain and we, we acknowledge it. That's it. Especially because the first one gets the name. It's mm. that's because it's like my, you know, I've just lost one of my legs. Steve Mock likes this. <laughs> um, that's, that's, yeah. So. Maybe, look, quite frankly, Mark, your left leg hasn't been pulling its weight for some time <laughs> and I've been rooting for it to go. I'm going to give a mention to something that's getting a bit of um, coverage now, which pissed it, this really pisses me off, Steve. <laughs> Los Angeles Times reports. Yes. Did Jackie Collins get dissed? She oh. was left off the Emmys in memoriam saying, oh. what the fuck did she contribute to television? She's not oh. Joan Collins. Yeah, she wrote some books that were turned into some bullshit telemovies 20 years ago. Who cares? Piss off. But so I agree. Joan Rivers Oscars thing. Yeah, she was sort of, you know, she was a peripheral element to the Oscars, but she wasn't in iconic films. She had a small role in The Swimmer with Burt Lancaster. Mm. I'll give her that. But I'm the only oh, one that God. remembers that. No one else is remembering The Swimmer. Get out of here. I think you are the only person that remembers that. <laughs> Other than, well, God rest his soul, Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster, yeah. Mm. So, hmm. It, it's just, it's an interesting situation because you're right. It, it happened only a couple of days ago. Um, to, to shoehorn it in wouldn't have been too hard, let's be fair. Though I thought the song, the performance of Somewhere Over a Rainbow, an arrangement Ooh, I've never heard before. I've never heard that. Beautiful. Perfect. Just, yes. yeah. Because oh, when I heard that, when you hear that it's Somewhere Over a Rainbow, my instinct is, ugh. Like, how many, God, how many times have I hear this bloody song? And of course, you know, we just heard it the other day on bloody Peter Allen. But, yes. Um, the, sorry, not bloody Peter Allen. Bloody loved, Peter loved, Allen. Love, love, not the boy next door. Controversial but, Mark Humphreys as always. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got a cough at the moment and I shouldn't laugh. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm sick and tired of Somewhere Over Rainbow. It's up there with like Hallelujah for me, just two mm. songs I just don't want to hear ever again. But as you say, Never heard a, a, a you know orchestrated that way or uh, arranged that way. I thought that was beautiful. I don't know who. Do you know who sang it? No, I need to research it. I am going mm. to say it is now the third definitive version of that song for mine, where oh. we have the original Judy Garland version. We yep. have the uh, Hawaiian man that I can never remember his I name. I can't remember his name, but yes, with we the all ukulele love that. thing, him, the, yep. that guy, the yep. ladi dadi da him. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful. That. Yep. Kills. Absolutely kills. Absolutely. Yep. No, so that was here. lovely. But yeah, the whole in memoriam segment is always a difficulty. I think the key, and this is a hint to Logie's producers for 2016, just turn the audience mics off when that's on. Yeah. If yep. they applaud, let the room hear that. We don't mm. care if they're applauding yep. someone because mm. it's they're dead people. The thing is, the other thing that happens, um, apart from, yes, inevitably actors get more you know, credit or more mm. applause than, than people have been behind the scenes is that the, depending on when you die also affects it. Like Eli Wallach, when he died last year and uh, was in this year's Oscars mm. uh, in memoriam, like Eli Wallach lived slightly too, too long. So I think there was a whole, uh, you know, age group coming up underneath, which just didn't know who he was. And so it's sort of like, I almost feel like it would have been in Eli's best interest to die 20 years ago. So he'd get the proper applause. But it's like, mm-hmm. if you, you know, instead, if you, unless you're, you know, Corey from Glee, you know, they're not interested. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. And why, why, in memoriam why does he deserve his own special in memoriam compared to anyone else? He was Don't just know, Corey Monteith. Don't know, mate. Uh, it was interesting because the inclusions in the in, in memoriam included musician BB King, who has certainly performed on a number of late night and variety and talk shows, and a staple in the industry. I think it's reasonable that he's included, uh, in particularly the Emmys in that regard. Uh, and I would offer he's been in enough films; he probably should pop up in that in memoriam too. Joan Rivers was featured in this one reasonably again. In fact, she even got a bit of a clip of her stand up mm. um, included yeah. in it. And I thought that was great that they did have some clips of people saying and, and doing things because these are how we yeah. remember them, you yes. know, at full flight. Um, yes. So that was marvellous. I, I did uh, – I was surprised by a couple of things. I didn't realise that the, the gentleman who played Roscoe P. Coltrane from the Dukes of Hazard that he passed. That's a sad acknowledgement. Um, and I also didn't realise uh, – is it Wes Craven that's responsible for Scream who passed away recently? Um, I didn't realize that he'd done enough television to warrant being included in 
the Emmys in memoriam. Yeah. Who knew? Not me. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. one last thing about the in memoriam. I've just clicked on this LA Times article about Jackie <laughs> Collins. You're part of the problem. You're encouraging this clickbait. In memoriam tributes at award shows have gotten – I'm not even going to complete the sentence. They've misspelt in memoriam. <laughs> oh, God. I, I am sick and tired of this. It, it, it's from the Latin memoria, M-E-M-O-R-I-A. It is not memorious, so it is not in memoriam U-M. I'm tired of having to explain Latin to the LA Times. <laughs> oh. oh. I think a, a fitting end to this little segment inside the, the show, Mark, would be to say the in memoriam to proper use of Latin by yes, the LA Times. I, I don't think I'm asking too much. <laughs> <laughs> the LA Times. God. <laughs> uh, Mark, while we're being angry about things, I think there's something else we should be outraged about. Look at this. How has this podcast turned? Um, we should be absolutely outraged, outraged by just – Hashtag abuse. Now, <laughs> I'm going to point this out, people. When it comes to television and hashtags and shows, if the network haven't mentioned it or the show haven't promoted this is the hashtag, have at it. Make up your own. Um, mm-hmm. It's always fun to follow the hashtag, which is why there's a commonality to it. People can search the hashtag and come up with, oh, look, person said funny thing. Oh, we don't like this person. Let's shame them. Um, you know, all of that kind of stuff can happen because they're pl- placing comments in the hashtag. Hint, also allows people who aren't following, don't care, or want to save it for later to mute the hashtag. Yes. So they still follow you, but yes. aren't seeing tweets with that hashtag in it. That's mm. a mock tip. Now, <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to the Emmys, they had said to us, and it appeared on the screen, hashtag Emmys, E M M Y S. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that uh, uh, the shorter the hashtag, the more succinct, the better, because mm-hmm. we only have 140 characters. Mm-hmm. We want to cram as much bile, hatred, and love into that 140 characters as we can. I like that. I oh, you got room for bile and hatred there. <laughs> <laughs> They're very love is, distinct. Love is, a, love is a distant third. In, in <laughs> if we have to dissect this, Mark, you will understand why the three separate categories. Now, yeah. that's fine. Emmys it is. Go hard. Um, there's really two parts to this. One, don't put the date on the end of it. No. There's no need for Emmys 2015. Like, screw that. Oh, you're watching 2015? Oh, sorry. I'm live tweeting 2012. I was live tweeting 2031. I mean, jeez. How are we going to keep up? Here I am talking about the death of Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, Oh. shit. Sorry. Wrong in memoriam. I was just talking about how John Oliver's kids now run television. It's, (laughs) you know, it's crazy. Um, So you don't need the date unless... And they would be wrong to do so unless the show or network say the hashtag for this is Emmys 2015. It wasn't because it's not because it happens <laughs> once a year. You don't need to do that. That ca- and, and warning, I will have a go at you when you do it for the AFL Grand Final and the NRL Grand Final because last time I checked, they happened once a year too. There was that year where there were two AFL Grand Finals, so you never know. You never know, but that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have helped that year where I can't remember if it was like 20. 20- there was a repeat AFL grand final yes. and they had a separate hashtag for it, especially. Oh, that, said, okay. that said, uh, even if we did use the same hashtag for two different grand finals, you can search on a date range. And again, last time I checked, they happen on one day specifically. So if we're really anal retentive about wanting to see and know things, we can just look on the day and then filter mm-hmm. by the hashtag. Oh. It's not a, there is a third. And I, I apologize that this is – oh, I need to get off my high horse. Yep. Um, get up there. I, I – look, the air is clear. The oxygen is a bit thin. I have to tell you, when Australian, particularly magazines, try and hijack the thing by calling it, oh, Emmys – hashtag Emmys TV week. No. Mm-mm. No. No. Mm. <laughs> no. Now, as that – is that a real thing? I mean, I knew like with TV Week logies, um, they've done that. But if oh, they, they're if irresponsible. They are long hashtaggers. They yeah. will make you say the hashtag for this year's event is TV Week logies 2015. No, it's not. It's just yeah, logies, no. and that's what everyone uses. How am I going to get in all my 
cruel tweets about Jules Lund. If I've got to make room for that hashtag, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Your bile hatred really. and love, Mark. That's it. Yes, exactly. Mainly the first two. Hmm. Um, you haven't had him on your show, have you, Steve? I, I might have to re- 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 retract these statements. Um, no, Mark, I'm looking forward to building up a real rivalry between you and Jules Lund in the hope that uh, when I do eventually no, he, run a live podcast, I can have you both on together and we can have a reconciliation moment. Oh, uh, no, he's, he's the winner. He really is the winner. <laughs> he, he, he and Grant Denyer are winning at life. Uh, <laughs> and, I'm watch, and I'm watching the Emmys during working hours. Um <laughs> But uh, anyway. <laughs> so, people, yes. hashtags, get it right. F- mm. Always default to what the, the, the network or show says. Don't even necessarily trust the Twitter official accounts because I'm going to tell you sometimes they're just making it up. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. there is no official hashtag, then yeah. sure, lean on, say, the Twitter TV account. They will tell you, that, hey, maybe it's this or blah, blah, blah. But the smart social media uh, manager for a show or organization, particularly for big events, will have already talked to Twitter. They'll have worked out the best one. Yes, they'll have had a meeting just to decide the hashtag. Yeah, and definitely don't go with any hashtags started by the LA Times because before you know it, you'll be tweeting about the Emmys, E-M-I-E-S. That's what you'll get oh. from the LA Times, I reckon. Oh, mate, the, the LA Times, they'll be tweeting about the in, in memorandum. It's, <laughs> yes. Now, there are a couple of things we do need to cover off, Mark. This is an Emmys podcast. We need to talk about possibly the second most important thing that we saw. How many writers walked down the aisle when The Daily Show won their Emmy mm. again? Yeah. There was a yeah. lot. It's well, look, you know, I've worked in topical comedy. It does take takes a village to put together that sort of thing. Um, uh, yeah, I just I think that's the thing. Like when you when whenever anyone ever goes on about oh John Stewart so brilliant and uh, John Stewart nailed it, what have you? It's like yes, yes, he mm. you know leads the way and and is the presenter of that program or was. Um, but yes, there are a lot of great minds behind him. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pleased to see them get their moment um, because, um, yeah, these people don't do it alone. No, absolutely. It's, it's a, a, a poignant moment given that The Weekly uh, has just announced if they're having a yearly special, a one-off review of 2015, and they are coming back for 15 episodes in 2016. Uh, and that only has a writer's room of about four or five people. Uh, they work very hard for that. Uh, the mm. Daily Show, obviously a daily program, that that's a hint to you, Channel 7s, 9 and 10. If you do want to have those kinds of things, then you need to throw those kinds of resources at them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm eternally optimistic that um, we'll see uh, changes in Australia. Mark, what were the fashion wins and fails for you? Oh, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they were fine. They all looked fine. <laughs> Everyone was very pretty, even the boys. Yeah. No, I actually, I don't, yeah, it's not really my thing. I didn't watch the red carpet because I just can't, just can't deal with that. I just get too angry. So, um, yep. uh, no, I thought, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I did yeah. ask facetiously because I'm of the same opinion. I think that a red carpet event where they're, you know, showing the nice people in pretty dresses, I think is lovely. It also validates that some of them have been given or loaned those dresses and jewels and they want to, you know, plug such mm-hmm. and such, who are you wearing, etc. But I think that it's become far too focused on who are you wearing and not what are you nominated for tonight? You know, mm, yeah. Congratulate! Like it's secondary to. Was it last year at the Oscars or Emmys? They had you know, purse cam. Show us what's in your purse. No. <laughs> How about you show us who the person is and the mm. body of work they have? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that we're seeing a change there. I don't know. I'll, um, yeah, I guess because I think I think I saw some things saying that there were some smarter questions this this year, but that yes. might have been instigated by Amy Poehler's smart girls. Um, Leading the charge, I'm not. I'm not sure. I haven't haven't looked into it. But um, yeah, no. But I mean, look. No one. No one. There were no sort of. You know, I didn't see any sort of ridiculous outfits. I didn't see anyone sort of. You know, turning up. Um, you know, dressed in vomit. So um, I don't know why I'd say vomit. Uh, but uh, no, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lady Gaga. She had, she, she. You know, there was no meat dress or anything. It, was, it seemed to be like a nice sort of white number or something. Uh, yeah. Look, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to say it, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. Lady Gaga at an awards ceremony is far less interesting than Lady Gaga at anything else Lady Gaga does. Is she still re- relevant? Is she is she still resonating with people? I don't know. I, I feel like I think people so. are kind of losing interest, but I, I don't know. I'll, I'll check out um, the next season of, of American Horror Story. I'll, I'll oh. 
<laughs> Do you watch it? I quite like it. I, 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 look, I, I really not every the first season. season. Some of them, yeah, freaked me out. Like, and I, I enjoy it, but it did freak me out. And I, I like they had the evil clowns one, and they had the witches one. I was like, I can't, I can't buy into this. I totally get what you're doing, Ryan Murphy. Can't, I can't buy in. I don't, I don't watch television to be that freaked out because there's like think- mind bending freakouts in that. Well, it's, for me, it's the credits. It's the uh, opening titles are the most terrifying thing in that show. I think everything mm. else is a bit of a letdown because it's got that kind of... Eh, eh, um, it's like a, a fax machine from hell. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, I'll give the next one a go. Sorry, I've taken it off topic. There was a very touching moment right at the very end when Andy Samberg uh, introduced Tracy Morgan um, yes. in his first public appearance post his accident, which was, uh, I think, 14 or 15 months ago, uh, he made reference to Jimmy Kimmel at the last Emmys saying, Mm. you know, hey, Tracy, we're we're all thinking of you and and we want to see you here on stage next year. Surprise, kids. He was there and presented the best drama um, uh, uh, Emmy, and that's a really smart move, right, because I think if he'd been anywhere earlier, that would have been the moment of the night and everything else would have been a bit, oh, some people won some stuff. But to have – to have him come out and speak at length about his recovery, that it's hard. Very clearly it's affected him. He had some excellent quips in there, some great one-liners. I think he even said uh, one of his first gags was, I'm almost back to my old self, which means a lot of you ladies at the after party are going home pregnant. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Just wonderful. That was a really lovely surprise. I don't know if that was – advertised that that was going to happen. I I didn't read about it myself, but – I think um, he got a, a standing ovation walking out on stage. Yeah, no, that was um, oh, that was that was a great great moment. My my one last, it's not really a criticism, but it's more an observation. I don't know if there's something that can be done about it. And this happens at a lot of award shows, mm. um, is that they have the last speech uh, from you know usually from you know like if it's Oscars you know best picture or for in this case I think it's best yeah showrunner or director yep they yeah, stand up they have the last speech and then the, the the host then has to come out and basically go okay that's our show good night. And always, oh, I always feel like this. That's not quite enough for me. I always feel like, oh, can you? Because I remember this, going back to Neil Patrick Harris. There was yes. a year of the Tonys, I think, where he and it was it was absolutely brilliant. Right at the end of the show, he did a musical number based yes. on the events of that evening. And yes, so the writers must have been going crazy trying to piece it together in the court. Now, it's a lot of work, very, very difficult, but it was a great button on the note. I'm going to say controversially that was the Oscars. Oh, was it? I oh, think God. so, but yeah, yeah, there was a final number, which was okay. the highlights of the night. All right. Anyway, so I, I'm all for that. I, I like that. I don't uh, Yeah, like it, it does they- lack a, an ending. I mean, I know they, they really do need to get out. They need a hard out on these kinds of shows because inevitably they run late. Yeah. Um, and that's a concern. Today ran pretty mm. much to time. It was three hours almost on the button, um, which mm. is good. But yeah. in part, yeah, that's because it was just Andy Samberg ran after there, the Game of Thrones people celebrating. Bye, everyone. Good night, Australia. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the ending of like an episode of Sales of the Century. It's like throwing to Richard Wilkins. Yeah, throwing to Richard Wilkins at the end of the Logies where he just goes, well, that was a big Logies. Have a good time. <laughs> As of, yeah. Has everyone got their copy of TV Week? Shop at Meyer. At the casino. <laughs> Word salad. Yeah. <laughs> Keynote. Um, <laughs> Are there any the, other final moments for you, Mark, from uh, the 2015, the 67th Primetime Emmy Awards? I like how you say 67th, as if we've watched all the other ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're so exhausted. My God. I'm about to sit down and, ha- and, and live tweet the one from 1953. Uh, the one thing I would say is... Actors uh, just need to. Um, I think just actors are nothing without a script, mm. and I think that that is never more evident than in an awards show. And even when they've got a script, that that banter stuff just never works. So I just want to see that just a general kind of oh, improvement. I, I think in, it highlights that, that they need a script and they need a director. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's a whole team going there. There was a great right. comment by, I can't remember who, I'm going to say it was Viola Davis, but I could be wrong, that actors are only as good as the words they're given. That was uh, Peter Dinklage. Sorry, that. Peter Dinklage, yes. Wow. Yeah, and, like, and, uh, how He gets acting, kids. He understands yeah. that he might be a dude that pretends things, but he can pretend all he wants. If the words are no good, not going to help. Yeah, absolutely. So that was that – was, that was, um, reassuring to see that because I think a lot of writers do really resent the kind of 
worshipping of, of actors and, and how, you know, when you see a TV show or a film, I really loved it when Brad Pitt said, I really loved it when George Clooney said, and meanwhile there's some poor bastard who's slaved away at that script and, and yes. nobody knows their name. Um, so, Sweating heavily over a MacBook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then occasionally they get some writing done. Uh, the uh, sorry, cut that out. That's that's appalling. Um, <laughs> no, it's the, staying in. That was great. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I, I thought, yeah, good on Peter Dinklage for being uh, self-aware enough to say that. Also, wonderful to see George R. R. Martin in the audience, if for no mm. other reason than proof of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. I think I love that. That's great. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us for the uh, the, the wrap-up of this year's Emmy Awards. Uh, oh, I feel like we need a cigarette and a good lie-down. Yes, please. And I don't even smoke. Um, no, that, uh, that was terrific. Thank you, Steve. And um, uh, see you around. Mulk's TV Talk, the podcast. How can people hunt you down on the internet, Mark? Oh, please follow me on Twitter at Humphreys Mark or Facebook. <laughs> but, you know, Mark don't. don't <laughs> you, you are like the John Hamm of plugging yourself. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Or if you like musicals, follow me at Mark's Musicals. I really, that's my, that's my pet project at the moment. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Well, this is the very first Mulks TV Talk, the podcast that falls under the auspices of DeciderTV.com. If you haven't already caught up, uh, Kevin Perry from Nelby and myself have formed a brand new alliance. DeciderTV.com is the place that you need to go to check out all of your TV news, opinion, ratings, uh, all of the things. Oh, and podcasts, people, you know it. Uh, So make sure you do swing by DeciderTV.com. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think. We'd love to know. Uh, right now on the website, there is an excellent article written by, oh, me, um, as far as all of the feelings about Channel 10 bringing back uh, Offspring. They've announced that season six is coming back in 2016. It's a very bad idea. And that's the cut and thrust of the article. But hey, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Jump on DeciderTV.com and leave your comments. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure, Steve. That is all from me, Steve Malk, and our guest, Mark Humphreys, on this, uh, another wonderful uh, Malk's TV Talk, the podcast. Good night, everyone. Have a great time. Goodbye.